Praise the Lord, K Chapel. Praise the Lord, K Chapel. Don't y'all repeat it. Praise the Lord. That's why we came. As you can see, we have our young people before you this morning, and they're going to praise the Lord through dance. And they ask that you praise the Lord with them. Don't just sit there and watch them now. When it's time to clap, clap your hands. If God has been good, you can put your hands together and stomp your feet and give him glory. Come on, put your hands together one more time as the young people as they come. Change how you learn, not how you live. YouTube, okay, that's all right. Here we come, that's all right. Y'all know.
Come on, y'all. Put your hands together. Yes. Come on, sing it. For he, for he is good. Yes, he is. For he is good. Yeah. For he is good. Is he good? Oh, he's good. He is good. Yes, he is. For he is good. One more time. For he is good. Yes, he is good. Come on, put your hands together. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> the Lord is good all the time. And if he withdraw himself from us, we wouldn't have sense enough to walk out of this sanctuary. So we just thank God. We're going to prepare for our youth round, but we do have a corporate prayer from the pulpit. We're going to ask the, the pulpit to do that, and after which we return over to our youth deacons. Let us pray. Father God, we come now. We come thanking you for the blessings of another day. We're thankful, O oh Lord, for you sharing this morning through our youth and reminding us of the journey that we ourselves have taken. We realize, O oh Lord, through their actions that our presence here this morning is only because of your grace and mercy. Father, we love you and we need you. And Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would attend to the needs of each and every one of the people that's under the sound of my voice. For we know, O oh Lord, and believe that you have all power, that you are a healer. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you just bless us now. Keep us all in your loving care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This time now, again, we're going to turn our further devotion over to our young deacons. But Good morning, good morning. Come on, y'all, good morning. All right, God is so good. He's worthy to be praised. You know, we need you. We definitely need you this morning. We need you to, to lift up these young brothers right here. So proud of them. You know, this is a, a full month of school for them. Uh, I think they played out this summer. It's time to get on, the, get on it. But at the same time, as a church family, let's, 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 let's join them in praise, y'all. Uh, give it up for them. At this time, I present our youth deacons. Good morning. I am Dietrich Moncure. We are glad to see each of you this morning. We ask that you will join us for our devotional period, which will consist of the following. Scripture by Joshua Duvall, prayer by Javen Allen, responsive reading by Matthew Duvall, closing song by Travis, Travian Harris. Good morning. The scripture from this morning will come from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me, for profitable to me for the ministry. May the Lord had a blessing to the readers here and the doers of his holy word. 
Good morning. Will you please bow your heads for a word of prayer? Father God, we thank you for this day. Father, we thank you for allowing us all another chance to come together and worship your holy name. Father, we thank you for every family here. Father, we thank you for the mercy and your grace. Father, we thank you for supplying all our needs. We pray our, for our pastor and the spoken word this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Responsive reading for this the responsive reading for this morning reads as follows. Let us draw near with the true heart and a full assurance of faith. God's word for God's people. Please remain standing for the closing song. We come this far by faith. Amen. You're going to have to lead it to it. You're going to have to sing it now. <laughs> Amen. We've come this far by faith. Let us sing together. We've come this far. Yeah. 
Somebody's going to take our place, and they're on the, on the main line, so we thank God for them. We ask that you just say something to them when you get a chance. Just let them know that we hear, and we appreciate, and we love all that they do. Amen? This time now, we at a point in our service where we all can participate, and I'm just kind of waiting for those to get in, and we're happy to see them. But we're going to ask that we prepare to give now in our benevolent offering. Just remember that there are those among us that are less fortunate than ourselves, and another thing is that you can't be God-given. Amen. The more you give, the more he'll give to you. The choir's going to come with the message and song, but this is our benevolent offering. We ask that you prepare to give now. You have been so blessed.
You know, God is good. I was listening to the children. And what I was thinking about and what I was picturing was every day we pray the prayer, give us this day our daily bread. God gave us so much bread yesterday until we still got some left from yesterday. But did he give us some new bread today? Every day he's adding more and more blessings to us. And we never run out because he's such a good God. And he give us so much. So every day is better than the day before because God keeps on giving us more and more blessings. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you now. Father God, thank you for blessing us each and every day. And we thank you for that, Lord. We pray for those who desire to be here today and we ask that you will have mercy. Father God, for us who are here, thank you for these blessings. And we ask that you will let us be blessed through all that we do in this service, that we will leave here better than we were before we came. And we thank you, Lord, for this offering. And we ask that you will bless it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Just pause and share a few announcements with you. Again, we ask that you please pray for all of our sick and shut-in members. You may or may not know them, but you don't have to know the name. Just ask the Lord to just to heal their bodies. Amen. We also ask that you please pray, pray for Mrs. Richardson. She was an educator here in the city of Jackson. Some of you may not know her, but she was a wonderful person and was laid to rest on yesterday. And ask that you just pray for the family, whether you know them or not. Also, you uh, ask that you please pray for Brother Gross. He's back there sitting, but you have to keep an eye on him, otherwise he'd be frisking around. Raise your hand, Brother Gross. We can happen to see him back this morning. We also ask that you please continue to pray for our children. Now, from all that I hear, they're off to a great start, but it's not a, hurt, not, uh, not a good, bad idea that you just pray for them that they may continue to grow. Amen? We have, and we're going, well, we're going to get some announcements from the media then we have some special guests, I understand. Media, you on. Good morning, Katie Chapel. Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts will host their first meeting on September the 4th at 6 p.m. in the K-18 Center. Parents are asked to bring their sons, ages 5 to 18, to sign up for an exciting year of scouting. Katie Chapel, let's show you care through underwear. The Sunday School Children's Department would like to request your help with donating socks, underwear, and t-shirts to homeless veterans. Please drop all newly purchased items off in the bins located in the O Fellowship Hall. The last Sunday to bring your donation will be September the 19th, and the items will be delivered to the Salvation Army on the 21st. It's first Sunday here at K Chapel, which means we're celebrating our youth and academics. Congratulations to Brother Matthew Duvall for working hard and attaining a perfect score on the 2018 Mississippi Academic Assessment Take Test in both math and ELA. Matthew is the son of Driscoll and Kenesha Duvall and is a fifth grader at Oakdale Elementary in Brandon. He is a straight A student and received Cougar of the Quarter awards for his character and responsibility. Outside of school, Matt regularly attends Sunday school, children's church, sings in the youth choir, is a member of the Boy Scouts, is an athlete with Northwest Rankin Athletic Association, and is a junior deacon. Congratulations, Matthew, for a job well done. On first Sunday here at K, we also celebrate your birthday. 
Happy birthday to everyone with a birthday during the month of September. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. We, I know we have some visitors out there, but we're going to just pause and recognize a group that I know is here. They are the 83 class of Chula, Mississippi, Chula High School. Will all the Chulans please stand up? Let us say thank you for coming on. Stand up, please. Amen. They are from Chula, Mississippi. Please remain standing Amen. because Amen. we have more to come. Now, we're going to ask all of our visitors, if you would please stand up. All visitors, please stand up. Join the Chula group. Amen. We want you to know on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Buckley, our uh, senior pastor, Amen. Reverend Hans Buckley, and the, the entire K Chapel uh, member. We just thank you so very much for your presence. If you're just visiting, please come in the time your, your schedule to allow. But if by chance you're looking for church home, before you leave here today, we're going to try to convince you just to find home. And while you're standing, we're going to give you something. You're going to get here at K Chapel Miss that Baptist Church. This is our fellowship here. Reach out and welcome your neighbor. Welcome to K Chapel.
bring forth, bring forth a royal and crown him. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we are rejoicing. Amen. And we are glad in it. Certainly good to have all of our visitors sharing with us, in particular those of you who are coming from uh, the city of Chula, class of 83. Amen. You look marvelous back there. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for choosing K Chapel as the church that you will worship with on this morning. Certainly I want to thank all of you who came and shared with us on this past Tuesday night as we uh, took a stand against gun violence in our community. About 200 of us showed up in, in good support along with the uh, members of, of Hines County Sheriff Department and JPD. And so we want to thank you for showing up and engaging our community. The big thing right now is that we want to consistently engage our community. So we're putting together a program of activities that will do just that. And as we unroll that, we're going to need you to stay involved, get involved. We thank you for canvassing the area, making sure that all of our residents knew what, we're going, what was going to be going on that evening. And thank you for your prayers. For those of you who could not come and participate, thank you for praying for us. Amen. We had a great showing, great showing of support, and thank, thanks to our deacons for all of their leadership and support as well in that effort. We didn't have a lot of time to put, any, put something together, but we did it in the time that we had, and God blessed it. Amen? Amen. I, I heard somebody say, when we all do what we can do, everything we do will what? Look like a miracle. Amen. And I believe God was pleased. Listen, I also want to thank those of you who shared with us this past Wednesday at the Priestly Chapel Baptist Church in Canton, Mississippi, uh, as we shared their last night of revival services. Thank you for journeying with us to the city of Canton, to the Voices of Love, and to our music staff as well. You always do an outstanding job, and so we're grateful for the support that you showed me when, when I go away and preach God's Word. I'm grateful to you for that. Uh, lastly, it is the first Sunday of September, so we want to recognize our September babies. If you've got a birthday in the month of September, won't you stand to your feet? Let us wish you a happy birthday on this morning. All of our September babies, where are you? Look at it. September's a good month. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Everybody. Happy birthday to All right, all right, amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. That you, you were standing there, we're trying to, what? Oh, okay, that, that's, yeah, September. Go ahead, we're, we're ready, we're going to move forward. 
All right, we're good. We're good. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. This time now, we're going to pause for a time in our service where we all can participate and to just be a special part. So we ask that you prepare to give now as you have been so blessed. Ushers are coming, and we'll have some words from the pulpit, and we'll have songs from the pulpit. And we're going to ask that you prepare to give now as only you can do so. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? For no servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve both God and mammon. May the Lord add his blessings to the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy word. The children's choir going to give us some music now. We ask that you prepare to give now again as you have been so blessed.
you might as well praise him. Come on, y'all. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Come on, y'all. Sing, God. Is he a healer? Come on, Stanley. <laughs> yeah, my deliverer. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. sounded so good we wouldn't dare let them get by without one more song well maybe we got one more don't worry we okay. got one. I'm looking they're coming in their own way and then after that we will be ready for the message for the morning we 
heart that forgives. A heart that forgives. A heart that loves everybody, including my enemies. A heart of love. A heart that doesn't give up on people. A heart that gives people another chance. On a heart that forgives. If you don't get anything I say this morning, that was the sermon. That was the sermon. A heart that forgives. Wow, thank you, young people. God bless you for ministering that to us on this morning and preparing us for God's word found in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15, beginning with the 36th verse. There these words are recorded. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them, but Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. And then our junior deacons read earlier in your hearing from the book of 2 Timothy 4 and 11, where Paul later in his life writes these words, Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for profitable to me for the ministry. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. A heart to forgive. I want to talk this morning from the subject, how to forgive what you can't forget. How to forgive what you can't forget. It was a sunny summer day, August 7th. Tuesday, when a group of teenagers gathered at the Molten Falls Regional Park in Washington State. That's about 40 miles north of Portland, Oregon. This particular park has become a popular hangout for local thrill-seeking teens who dive from a bridge that looms about 60 feet above the cooling waters of the Lewis River. Large rocks jut out along the river's shore. A sign says, no diving from the bridge. Diving is prohibited from this bridge. But that sign, nor those rocks, stop the teens from taking the 60-foot plunge one by one on that hot summer day. One teen, however, 16-year-old Jordan Holgerson, when it was her time to jump, she began to have second thoughts. 
counting down her leap ended with her steel on the bridge rails. A few moments of hesitation and reservation are recorded on the viral video before she is finally pushed from the ledge, falling the equivalent of three stories flat onto the water. You all saw that. At about 2.45 p.m., ambulance crews arrived and rushed her to the hospital. The dramatic fall left the 16-year-old girl with five broken ribs, an injured trachea, a bruised esophagus, and an air trap, an air trap in the lining of her lungs. Doctors have surmised that such a fall could have easily paralyzed her for life or even have caused her to be killed. Now, Jordan will likely remember that for the rest of her life. Because there are some things that can happen to you that you just don't forget. There are some wounds inflicted that you don't just forget. There are some offenses and some transgressions that are so vile or so violent or so violating that you cannot forget them. Family and church members were gathered one Wednesday evening in the Mother Emanuel AME Church. And evil entered that sanctuary on Wednesday, June 17, 2015, massacring nine of its members. You don't just forget that. You don't forget that kind of violence. You don't erase that from that kind of horror from your memory. How? How can you forget? How can you forget being abused or abandoned? How? How? How can you? How does one forget being robbed or raped? How? How? How does one forget being attacked or assaulted? And, and are you even expected to forget as a Christian? Does being faithful to the word of God require that you forget what has been an offense to you? Because you've heard it and I've heard it too. You ought to forgive and forget. I think we need to be careful in our understanding of forgiveness and what it means biblically to forgive. What does God expect from us when it comes to forgiveness? Is forgetting the offense a necessary component of forgiveness? And if so, does it mean that I haven't forgiven the offender when I remember the offense? Because in this text, there is an interesting account of a Christian who must work through the mandate of forgiving. Let me unpack it for just a minute. Paul and Barnabas, you remember those two. They have become a type of dynamic duo of mission and evangelism. Remember when Paul was still Saul shortly after his conversion and, and he was trying to convince people that he was no longer the maniacal massacre of of Christians. He, he no longer killed Christians and he was trying to convince them of his conversion and his change on that Damascus road. It was Barnabas who came in and vouched for Paul's conversion. It was Barnabas who paved the way for Paul to be accepted by the other apostles. And so these two have formed a great relationship, a great friendship. They are a dynamic 
duo. Sometime after Barnabas vouches for Paul and gets the others to believe in him, the apostles in Jerusalem send Barnabas to Antioch. And while Antioch is a growing church full of Jews and Gentiles, Barnabas decides that he needs some help. And guess who he sends for? Paul? Come on over to Antioch and help me in this new church of, of new believers. We're, we're growing and I need your zealousness. I need your intellect. I need your willingness to get involved. Paul, let's continue what we've started. They worked together for at least a year. And remember, that was a very important work because it was at Antioch where they were first called Christians. Is in chapter 13 where they are ministering when the Holy Ghost says to the leaders of the church of Antioch, separate for me Barnabas and Paul for unto the work for unto which I have called them. And you remember what happens. The text says that after they fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, that they sent them away. And then verse 4 picks up saying this, so they being forth, sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. Watch this. And when they were in Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had also John in their ministry. Now it started off, watch this, it started off Barnabas and Paul, but somewhere along the line, John Mark got included. Who is John Mark? John Mark is Barnabas's cousin so somehow Barnabas invites John Mark to take part in this evangelistic trip and now instead of the dynamic duo it's it's the triple threat it's three of them journeying together well it sounds like they're going to do great things for the kingdom of God but it is not long before they go to an isle of Paphos and in Paphos they engage a sorcerer by the name of Bar-Jesus that is translated Elimus and, and Paul is not scared of this sorcerer because remember Paul has seen a whole lot of things and he ain't scared by much of anything. He sees a sorcerer and says to him to his face, you're just a child of the devil. And then he goes on and tells and puts his hands on him and he is blinded and has to be led into the city by someone else. It is shortly after that that John Mark decides, guys, I've had enough, I'm going back to Jerusalem. No real explanation for why John Mark cut tail and cut loose, but, but he decided, you know what, I've had enough, I've seen enough, maybe I wasn't cut out for this and sorcerers and all that stuff, I'm, I'm not built, you know, some folk ain't built for that. Amen, well, some folk just need to preach to the church and not deal with the other side. Wish I had a witness in here. So John Mark says, let me go back to Jerusalem to my folk where I, I can get comfortable. And Paul, Paul and Barnabas say, all right, if that's what you want to do, go ahead. And they continue in their journey. They go on to the cities of Derbe and Lystra and Iconium and, and, and Lystra and, 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 and where is, and Cyprus and, and Pisidia. And, and they continue to preach and teach God's word. And, and then when they come back 
to Antioch, there is a discussion about circumcision that is happening in the church at Jerusalem. So they decide, well, let's make sure we've got our theology straight. Let's go to Jerusalem and have this discussion with all of the apostles to make sure that we're teaching the same thing when we go to these different cities. So that's a sermon right there. Make sure that your theology is straight. Don't just go in your own mind thinking that what I think ought to be, but you ought to run it by somebody who knows a little bit more than you. I wish I had a witness in this house. They said, let's make sure, let's get together and make sure we're preaching and our message is the same message. After they get the same message, they're clear. Paul says, Barnabas, why don't we go back now to Derby and Lystra and Iconium and Cyprus and, and Lystra and make sure that the brethren are still strong in the faith. Barnabas says, you know what, Paul? That's a good idea. Let's go. But one thing, let me go and get my cousin, John Mark. And Paul said, huh? Hold up, you mean the same John that left us in Paphos? Yeah, you know that's my cousin. Yeah, I know that's your cousin. That's the one who cut tail on us and did not stick with us while we were ministering. And you want to go get him? Barnabas said, yeah, that's my cousin. Can't you see it now? Just, 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 just change the names. Uh, let me go get Pookie. And, and, and Paul said, wait a minute, I know Pookie. I done dealt with Pookie before. I ain't dealing with him no more. Pookie ain't right. He, he, he did this, that, and the other. And he, I ain't fooling with Pookie. That's your cousin. Amen, somebody. Paul says, I don't want to deal with him. And look, the text says that the disagreement got so sharp that the dynamic duo parted ways. The dynamic duo, the two who had been ministering together, the two who had gone through so much together, the, dis the argument got so sharp that Barnabas said, if John can't go, I'm not going. And Paul said, deuces. He took Silas, Barnabas took John Mark, and they parted ways. Mm. Now this episode begs the question, what in the world is up with Paul? Because remember, Paul is the same Paul who writes in many of his letters to many of the churches about the mandate to forgive. It's the same Paul. The same Paul writes to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians 4, 32. He says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. Just as in Christ, God forgave you. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly beloved children and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice. To That's the same Paul. Same Paul 
who could not forgive John Mark wrote in Colossians 3 and 13 forbearing one another and forgiving one another if any man have a quarrel against any even as Christ forgave you so also ye do that's the same Paul who, who can wax so eloquently in writing about forgiveness but at this moment when forgiveness is required Paul is not so gracious What's up with a man who can teach and preach what he can't do? Y'all ain't talking to me in here. A man who can stand up and tell you what you ought to be doing, but he himself is not living that life. Paul, what's up with that? I believe that's one answer and one answer only that causes us to understand what's going on in Paul's life, and that is this. When Paul is unable to forgive John Mark. We have an early converted Paul. Remember, Paul ain't been saved long. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me in here. Paul has not been converted long. It is not long that Paul has had his experience on the Damascus Road. It has not been so long that Paul has not changed in his ways. And you know and I know that just because you saved does not mean you've been converted. Just because you saved does not mean you have changed all your ways. Oh, don't look at me like that. You know you were saved, dipped in the water, came out of the water, but still dipped in some other stuff. Amen, somebody. And so what this, and this really gives me encouragement because what this says is that all of us are still being worked on. All of us still have some ways to go in our Christian development and in our faith. But the good news this morning is that just because God has not finished you does not mean that you don't have something you can do while the work is still in progress. Wish I had a witness in this house. Listen, that, that, that spoke to me because a lot of times, sometimes what the devil will do is say, listen, you know you can't get up there and do anything for the Lord. You got this wrong with you and, and you're not finished here and, and you're still acting like this. But the devil is a lie. No, God is still working on me. And while he is working on me, the Lord still has something for me to contribute to the kingdom of God. Don't let the devil psych you out and think that you've got to be perfect before you can give your all offering unto the Lord Paul Paul is still young in his faith and he has not matured to the point of and a lot of us this morning as mature as we are in our faith have yet to mature to the point of letting some stuff go. Some stuff you've been holding on to coming to church week after week and you still can I just preach it the way I want to feel it? You still ain't let it go. You, you still holding on to it. You, you, you still 
let it interrupt your relationship with that individual now. You still got rocks in your jaws right now and you still feel the hurt and the pain and don't want to have nothing to do with them because every time you see them, you remember how they hurt you. Some of y'all looking at me swole up right now. So let me just say, I'm talking to you. This is for you. You who have an issue with letting some things go. Let it go. Let it go. That's what the word forgiveness in the Greek actually means. A fear me in the Greek. That's the Greek word for, for to forgive, a fear me. And it means to let fall or to send away or to give up or to hand over or to let loose. Watch this. Or to leave alone. Listen, while forgiveness does not require forgetting, it does demand letting it go. To leave it alone. To take it out of your hands and put it in God's hands. You've been holding it way too long. Can I get you to just do something real quick for me? Just, just, just hold, up your, hold up your balled up hands right now. Now open your hands and let it go. Yeah, that, th that, there it is right there. That thing you've been holding. Some of y'all need to do it about 10 times. Y'all got about 10 things y'all need to just... Keep doing it. There's, there's a few more. There's a few more. You need to let that go. Let, let, that, let that go. Leave it alone. Let it go. Listen, you'll live longer if you let it go. You'll have but better blood pressure if you let it go. You, you won't have stomach ulcers if you let it go. You, the migraine headaches will go away if you let it go. You've been holding this stuff too long and it's been affecting you physically, emotionally, mentally, and otherwise. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Now listen, forgiveness, and I've said this, forgiveness does not mean forgetting. But it does mean letting it go. I may very well remember the offense, but watch this. Forgiveness means that I'm no longer holding on to the resentment. I'm no longer holding on to the need, watch this, for you to pay me back. I'm no longer holding on, watch this, for you to get what's coming to you. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. I'm no longer holding on, watch this, for you to make right what you made wrong in my life. I'm letting it go. Some people say they're going to bury the hatchet. And they do that. But then they keep a map. Got a map in their back pocket and they go get it. Find it. They put an X right there. There it is. And when they need it, they go and pick it up again. If they need it, watch this. Here's why they'll pick it up again. They'll pick it up again sometimes, watch this, to get others on their side. I buried the hatchet, but wait a minute. I'm losing some of my friends, so let me go and remind y'all of what she did to me. 
I'm going to remind you of how he treated me. Because y'all act like y'all don't forget and want to make friends with him over again. And y'all ain't talking to me in here. Some of us nurse our grudges as if they are precious children. And holding on to a grudge like this is the opposite of forgiveness. But forgiveness, again, is not forgetting. I hear someone saying, but Reverend, doesn't, doesn't God forgive and forget? Doesn't it, doesn't it say something about it? As, as far as the east is from the west, so does the Lord uh, 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 cause our, our transgressions to be removed from us? Doesn't it say something about the Lord will forgive us of our sins and remember them no more? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's all scripture. But please understand why it is that the Lord no longer remembers our sins because if God remembered our sins, it would negate the very thing that Jesus did on the cross. If God remembered your sin, then why was Jesus dying on the cross? If God remembered your sin, then what Jesus did had no effect. But, but what he says is, no, I can't remember your sin because Jesus paid for all of that. So yes, God does not remember our sins anymore, but on a human level, forgiveness does not require a loss of memory. Let me help you. Forgiveness is not pretending that it didn't happen. That's not forgiveness. It might be, some, some folk call it delusional. When you act like something didn't happen that did happen, you try to act like you, it didn't happen and you don't remember it. That's not forgiveness. Trying to erase me. No, 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 no. That's, that's not even healthy. That's, 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 no, 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 no. No, don't pretend like something didn't happen that did happen. Be real about the fact of the hurt. Only in the authenticity of the hurt can you deal with it authentically. And then find restoration and healing from the hurt. But as long as you're going around fooling yourself, acting like nothing happened, that's not forgiveness, that's foolishness. Can I help you? Forgiveness is not condoning the offense. Some, one of the reasons some people have a hard time with forgiveness is because they feel like if they forgive, then the person will think that they are condoning what happened. You say it like this. If I forgive them, then Reverend, I'm scared that if I forgive them, they're going to they take license and keep doing it and think I'm okay with it. And so I'm not going to forgive them because I want them to know I don't like it and what they did was wrong. Forgiveness, no. Forgiveness is not condoning the offense. Forgiveness also is not allowing yourself to be abused or misused. Hear me, hear me well. Hear me and hear me well. For those of you, for those of you, and I want, I, hmm, let me minister, let me minister to somebody. Let me minister to somebody this morning. Because I don't ever want to see this. I don't ever want to see this. A few years ago, there was an incident on Jackson State's campus. A young lady by the name of Latasha Norman was killed. Because she was in an abusive relationship. Y'all remember that? It was in a kind of relationship where, where a young man who, who didn't understand social skills and how to deal with his own emotions took advantage of her. And that young woman, that young woman was not evidently able to make a clean break. 
and perhaps, perhaps, I don't know the details of the story, but perhaps I've, I've heard the story enough in other instances where, where women find themselves in relationships and feel like because they love the person, they got to forgive their abuser. I got to forgive him. I got to forgive him if I'm a Christian. And then, and then if he's manipulative, he'll make you believe you got to forgive him. You're a Christian, ain't you? Ain't that what your Bible say? Baby, I'm sorry, but you're supposed to forgive me. The devil is a lie. Ah, uh, the Bible says you're supposed to turn another cheek. You won't get a you won't get a chance on this cheek. No, 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 no. Be clear, be clear. The Lord was not telling us to make ourselves punching bags. Lord was not telling us to allow ourselves to be abused and misused. What the Lord was teaching in that scripture was that we are not to exchange violence for violence. We are not to give hate for hate. We are not to give retaliation for retaliation. No, he was not saying position yourself where you can be abused over and over and over again. I'm, help, I'm trying to free somebody this morning. Forgiveness does not mean that you become someone's punching bag or doormat. But watch this, watch this. Because we get this mixed up so many times that somehow forgiveness means reconciliation. And in the Bible, in the Bible, forgiveness is not equated. Hear me, forgiveness is not equated with reconciliation. I said this at 8 o'clock, I'll say it at 11. Reconciliation requires two parties. Forgiveness only requires one. I can forgive you without you participating. But if we're going to be reconciled, both of us got to be doing some work. If we're going to be reconciled, somebody's got to come saying, I messed up. Somebody's got to say, I, I, listen, I confess my sin, I messed up. Can we work on this? And the two work together. That's reconciliation. But in forgiveness, forgiveness is me saying, guess what? I'm going to forgive you if you admit to it or not. Guess why? Because that's going to free me and that's going to free you. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. You, 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 you're not hearing me. Let me give you some Bible for that. Listen, listen. You, there is nothing, there is nothing that, that requires you as a Christian to stay somewhere where you are being mis used and abused nothing says no 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 and listen you are not ungodly if you decide that you're going to let it go because there's too much toxicity in the relationship you are well within your christian right to look at someone who has damaged you and hurt you and say you know what i forgive you but may the lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from i wish i had some bible readers in here while we are absent one from another, I'm putting some space between you and me. I'm not going to harbor any resentment. I'm not going to wish anything negative to you. I wish you a good life, but guess what? Until the Lord gets finished with you, I forgive you. But we are not reconciled. I forgive you, but this relationship is not going to continue like I forgive you. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. I can forgive you, but we don't have to be bosom buddies again. 
I can forgive you, but we don't have to be boo again. I can forgive you, but we don't have to go lunch and kick it the way we used to kick it. No, that's reconciliation. And reconciliation means you've got to do some work and I've got to do some work. But if two parties are not working, the best that I can give you is a slate of forgiveness. Number one, how do you forgive what you can't forget? Number two, you've got to learn how to be empathetic. If you're going to forgive what you can't forget, you got to be empathetic. What does that mean? That means that you come to the place of understanding that nobody is perfect. I'm going to say that again. If you're going to forgive what you can't forget, the hurt that, you, that they dished out, assuming that this is not any toxic kind of hurt, that this is nothing, that this is something you can recover from. It hurt, but you can recover from it. It was a disappointment. They didn't come through the way you thought that they would. They, they did something that, it, it hurt, but this is recoverable. In those instances, you got to recognize, guess what? Everybody makes mistakes. And there's no need of me holding up this standard that I myself can't even reach. Because guess what? I've needed forgiveness. I needed someone to extend grace and mercy to me. I've needed someone to give me another chance. I needed someone to erase the slate and start over again with me. And so who am I to refuse to give someone else in my life another chance? You've gotta be, what do you say? Empathy is when you put yourself in the other person's shoes. Empathy is when you realize, watch this, guess what? They messed up and maybe they want another chance. Maybe they wanna make this right and I'm not gonna be so mean and so cold that I refuse to give them another chance. Tell your neighbor, quit being so mean. See, they was mean right then. They didn't even say it. Quit, t- tell me again, quit being so mean. Quit being so mean. Quit being so mean. Smile. Amen. <laughs> quit being so mean. Amen. Yeah, we can't be mean. We can't just be mean with with people we can't just decide we're gonna cut people off and and not give them another chance we we gave them two chances already you get you you fooled me once shame on me fool me no 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 ain't no bible to that ain't no bible to that quit being stingy with your grace if you can come to this sanctuary and shout about god's amazing grace but then be so stingy that you can't give any of your own? There's something wrong with your religion. There's something wrong with your faith. Number three, be reasonable. Be reasonable. Be re- if you're going to forget what you can't be- forget, be reasonable. Colossians 3 and 13, and I read it earlier. Paul says, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Be reasonable. Recognize that God is still working on all of us. Be reasonable. You've got your own stuff too. Be reasonable. Be reasonable. There, there, there is this mandate then that we don't so quickly throw away relationships and throw people away, but we are to forbear one another. Forbear means simply this. Watch this. I'm wrapping it up. Forbear means this. Listen, here it is. You don't want to hear this. Here it is. Forbear means put up with them. That's, that's the literal translation. When you read the literal, forbearing one another means 
Just put up with them. And that's the problem. You don't want to put up with nobody. And you don't realize folk been putting up with you all your life. You ain't that easy to live with. You done fool yourself. You think you, you, you think you all that. Folk been putting up with you and your stuff and your mess and your faults and your failures. How dare you decide you can't put up with nobody else's? Forbearing one another. Put up with them. And I, I believe this. I really believe this, that God puts some unusual personalities in our lives for the express purpose of perfecting us. That challenging personality, God put there on purpose because he knew that she was going to make you have a little more patience. Yep. God put him there because he knew that that rascal was going to make you pray more. Put him there on purpose. And quit trying to get rid of folk that God purposely put in your life for the point of perfecting you. I'm through, y'all. I'm through. It's been said, it's been said, it's been said, it's been said that hurt people hurt people. Y'all heard that? Anybody heard that? That hurt people are the ones who hurt people. I, I, would, I, would, I would like to say to that, though, that's true, but you don't have to be hurt to hurt people. Really, just people hurt people. And all of the hurt is not intentional. Some of it is completely innocent. Didn't mean to hurt you, but they did. And the question is, what are you going to do about it? Here's the good news. Here's what happens in the text. I read it in 2 Timothy. For Paul, Paul grew out of it. When, when Paul writes to Timothy, he says, only Luke is with me. But then he says, bring Mark with you. That's the same Mark who he didn't want to go on a mission trip with. He says, bring Mark with you. That's the same Mark who he said, if Mark going, I ain't going. What are you saying? I'm saying sometimes forgiveness takes time. But it shouldn't take a lifetime. Sometimes forgiveness takes time, but it shouldn't take a lifetime. If you're serious about your faith, I, want to, I just want to ask you to do what Peter did. You remember one day Jesus was talking to Peter. Peter said to him, Lord, how many times should we forgive our brother? He said, because I've been counting and I, and I done forgave Judas three times. I'm tired of him. That's not in the Bible. That's my translation. But. And, and, and Peter says, is seven times enough? Y'all remember what Jesus said? Say, try, try 70 times seven. 
And do y'all remember what Peter's response was? Lord, increase my faith. Peter said, what you're, what you're asking of me in terms of extending that level of forgiveness, Peter says, I acknowledge I don't have that in my flesh. I'm not made up like that. I cut folk off after three times. Amen. I see I got some Peters in here. Peter said, I, I'm not built like that. And he said, if it's going to happen, the only way it's going to happen, God, I got to have more faith. That's my challenge to you this, this morning. If you're going to be the kind of forgiving heart and have the kind of forgiving heart these young people sang about this morning. It requires a deeper level of faith. The kind of faith that says, you know what, Lord, I'm putting this situation in your hands because I've been holding it too long. I've been trying to manage it and manipulate it and change people's mind and convince them of the wrong that they've done and, and make them understand my position. I've been trying to get an apology out of them. I've been trying to make them see it my way. I've been doing it too long and it's caused the relationship to get nowhere. And today, I'm going to let go and let God have his way today I'm going to stop worrying about it I'm going to stop trying to understand what God going to do with him I'm going to just let go and let God have his way let God have his way that's when things that's when things start happening yes when I stop looking at back then then I'll let go I'll let go let and go. I'll let God let him have let God have Can you his say, way soon as soon as I stop worrying as I stop worrying worrying how uh, the story ends then I'll let go I'll let go let God let him have. Let God have his way. That's when. That's when things start happening. Oh, oh, oh. When I stop looking at back. And then I let go. I let go. And let and God. I let God. Let him have. Let come on, God come on, say it with me. Soon way. as. Soon as I stop. Soon as I stop. Then I let go. I'll let go. And let God. Let God. Let Him have. Let God. That's when. That's when things start. Oh, oh. I stop looking at it. Then I let go. I let go. And let God. Let go, let go, let go, let God, 
let God let go let go let God let go let go let go let God let go you ought to let God, let God, give it over to God, let go, let God, let God, let go, let go, let God, let God, say soon as, soon as I stop, soon as I stop worrying, worrying how the story is, and I let go, I let go, and let God. Give it over to God. Let Him have His way. Yeah. My God. Amen. Sister Font just comes with the statement or testimony mm-hmm. and also for praise. My God, my God. Good morning, church. Mm. How y'all doing this morning? Bless you, bless you. Well, I came today to let y'all know that the Lord has been blessing me. Like, really, really has been blessing me. I've been going through a whole lot, but I've just been praying and praying and praying. And the Lord, he gave me a place to stay. Mm, my God. For me and my kids. And I understand what the preacher was saying. You have to let things go. Yeah. I've been trying to let it go, like, really, really trying, mm. putting it in his hands. But it's been working. And I said, if the Lord can give me some, I'm going to give him some. Come my, my. <laughs> so... I just hope y'all just pray for me. Just keep me, just keep me going. Keep yeah. me coming to church and yeah. keep giving the Lord things. Yeah. I just thank y'all. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Mm-hmm. Let us pray. My God. Father God, we come now thanking you for the opportunity to come before you. Master, we're with one who has acknowledged how you have provided for her. She's coming on faith, O oh Lord, believing and trusting in you to take her even farther. Lord, we ask that you would just wrap your loving arms around her. Keep her in your loving care. And Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would give us the, the energy, the, the, the time to be able to consult with her. Whenever things seem not to be going right, let her reach out to us, O Lord, and let us make ourselves available whenever necessary that we would help to keep her on the right path. Father, we ask, O Lord, that you will bless her now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Go ahead, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A few weeks ago, church, I told you that I'd been going through some things, been under the doctor's care, and the doctor had required me to take eight weeks of radiation. And I told you we hadn't got the prognosis yet. Last Monday, I got the prognosis. 
And I'm going to tell the 11 o'clock people the same thing I told the 8 o'clock people. That God is good. My, 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 my. And if we just trust him. And I wouldn't dare tell nobody to ignore what the doctor tell you to do. Yeah. But I, I will tell you to ask the number one doctor to do his thing. Mm. The prognosis said that I'm cancer free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And yeah. I would tell men, women, boys, and girls yeah. everywhere that I go yeah. that God is a healer. Oh, yes, he God is a healer. If he did it for me, yeah. he'll do it for you. He will, he God will, he is will. good. And if you see me cry, it's not tears of sadness. It's tears of joy. My, my, my. Because I'll be thinking yeah. about what he's done for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what he's yeah. done for my family. Let him have. Let him have his way. Let him have it. Let him have it. Reverend Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Thank God. Come on. Give God some praise. Take us out of here. Take us out of here. Come on. Sing that song. With Let him have yeah. That's when things I stop worrying more. Worrying how the story ends. Then I let go. I let, I let go. go and I let go. I let him have. That's when things. That's when things thing start happening more. I stop looking at of God in the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest rule and abide with each of you now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the Father the Son the Holy Spirit amen and amen God bless you go in peace hallelujah amen.